Hello, welcome to MLB DFS Today. I'm your host, Tim Sim, and I'm here to take a look at some of these Sunday matchups across the MLB landscape. This is going to be for the 10.35 a.m. Pacific slate on DraftKings. We're coming up on the business end of the season here in Major League Baseball, so these games are getting a little bit more meaningful. Things are getting a little bit tighter. There's only about 30 games left. So things are getting really interesting in these division races and these wildcard races. But before we talk baseball, let's talk a little bit football. And uh, I'm sure a bunch of you play fantasy football out there and drafts are coming up. The season is right around the corner. It starts in just a little bit over a week now. So I know my drafts are coming up. I haven't really prepared that much, but I know when I do. The place to go is Sports Ethos for all my pre-draft rankings, for anything you need. No matter what kind of format you play, you pay 10-team, 12-team, whatever, auction standard. They, they have you covered. The guys over there do an amazing job on the football side. So make sure you check that out for your drafts for the entire season. Uh, the, the content's going to be great the whole year, so just make sure you stay up to date on that. Sign up for the Fantasy Pass if you have not already. It's going to give you that edge that you're looking for throughout the entire year, and uh, it, it'll bring you one step closer to that prize money at the end, which is why we play. So that brings us to the slate we have at 10.35 a.m. Pacific, as I said. It's kind of an interesting one. As of now, no game has a run total over 9. That's because a few of these games have relievers going as openers. One of them is in in the Dodgers in the Red Sox game. Gavin Stone will most likely be getting the bulk of the work. He was just recalled. So that one is probably going to be over double-digit run total. The Orioles and Rockies as well, as the Rockies are starting Ty Black, who's kind of moved into the rotation, but he's going to be going opposite Jack Flaherty, who was a, a deadline acquisition for the Orioles. He had a really rough start his last time out against the Padres. A lot of walks, a lot of runs. So that one will most likely be high scoring as well. The other game without a line is the Nationals and the Marlins. That's because the Marlins are going to be going with the opener there, going against Trevor Williams. And the Marlins are going to be trying to avoid the sweep in that one. They are at 500 even, three games back of the wild card spot. So they need all these games, and it's going to be maybe an uphill battle for them with an opener going. But let's start there. As I mentioned, Trevor Williams is getting the start for Washington. 6-6 ERA in August. He started against the Marlins twice this year already. He gave up eight runs in 10 innings over those two starts. So there's really no reason to think that he's going to be effective against this Marlins team. Some of the Marlins guys that I will be looking at are Josh Bell, who's looked really good in a Marlins uni. He's at 3,600 first baseman, a 980 OPS since coming to Miami, eight home runs in only 22 games compared to 11 home runs in 97 games with the Guardians. So he has really improved since coming at the deadline. Jake Berger, another guy who has improved since arriving 
in Miami. He's at 4,100. He's on the other side of the base path at third base. And uh, he's hitting 349 with the Marlins, unlike when he was with the White Sox, where his value really only came from the long ball. Uh, He's just been getting hits not just home runs. So I'm going to be looking at those guys, especially Josh Bell at that price point at 3,600. I feel like is really good value for how well he's played as a Marlin. But with the Marlins starting the reliever, uh, I think you can go with some of these Washington bats. They're playing really well of late. You could go with Lane Thomas or C.J. Abrams, but they are on the pricier side. I think there's some other games I'd prefer to target for some of my bigger price guys. But somebody on the Washington side who I will be playing is Kybert Ruiz, the catcher, at 4200 So he's cheaper. He's hitting 338 in August. I think he's a good option at that price point. Uh, you can look at some of the value guys on the Washington side as well. Carter Keboom, uh, also third base, just like Jake Berger. He's 2800 so he's even cheaper. He homered in the first game of this series on Friday. He's only played four games, but he should get more run to finish out the year. Same with Jake Alou, who's even cheaper than Keboom. Jake Alou is 2400 He's getting some run. He tied the game in the ninth on Saturday as the Marlins kind of blew a great Yuri Perez start. And, uh, and yeah, fell to 500. So they're going to be looking to win this one. But as I said, it's going to be difficult with the opener going for them. Up next, we got the Dodgers in Boston continuing the series. The big storyline here was Mookie returning to Boston for the first time, which is kind of surprising given that he was traded in 2020. So it's been three years since he's been back there. Uh, which, yeah, it's a surprisingly long time, but it's been a fun series. There's a lot of familiar faces for both sides in this one. It's going to be Tanner Hawk versus Gavin Stone, like I said, getting the bulk of the work. It should be a high-scoring game, uh, so I will be targeting guys on both sides here. One guy definitely catches my eye is Adam Duvall at 4,700. He homered on Saturday. He had an incredible series in Houston. Uh, Four home runs in the last six games. 11 ribbies in the last 10 games. So he looks fully back and fully locked in. Uh, Alex Verdugo, he hit a leadoff homer in both of these games so far that they've played. Clearly took all the talk about the Dodgers getting Mookie for nothing personally. So I know Alex Cora mentioned that they kind of joked with him about that to get him motivated, and it seems like it worked. Because, uh, yeah, like I said, leadoff homer in both games. So he is worth playing maybe at a 4,400 kind of mid-tier. Uh, maybe a, a little bit too expensive for my taste, but if you think his motivation is there, he is not a bad play. Trevor Story is starting to play himself into being an option in DFS. He's got two stolen bases in the last three games, so he can provide a lot of value there. Uh, He's at 4,500 as well. So these high price points kind of tell you uh, how many runs should probably be scored in this one. There's probably going to be a lot of offense with the pitching matchup. But those are mainly the guys that I would look at on the Red Sox side. On the Dodgers side, I mean, obviously you got to look at Mookie. 
uh, I'll be playing him. He's at 6,600, so he's, you know, higher price. But, I mean, he's hitting 453 in August, 556 over the last two weeks. Uh, three, He got three hits on Saturday. No reason to think he won't continue a strong play. Maybe he finishes this series with a bang. Uh, he didn't homer in any of these two games. Maybe it's going to come on Sunday. Freddie... It's kind of getting overshadowed by Mookie, but he's still hitting 396 in August. Had a four-hit game on Friday, so I, I think you got to have one of these two guys in there. Uh, but you can't really have them both because of their price point. But the right-handed starter for Boston means we're going to be seeing some left-handed bats for the Dodgers. So you can probably go with uh, David Peralta or Jason Hayward or even Michael Bush if he's in there who is only at 2600 So if he gets the chance to play, then I think he is not a bad option at all. Staying in the tri-state area, we have the Cardinals, who are in Philly to take on the fight in Phils, and the Phillies are just getting hot at the right time. It's a lopsided pitching matchup here. Drew Rom versus Aaron Nola. It's just a lopsided matchup in general. Uh, the Phillies, we saw them get super hot last year going into the playoffs and in the playoffs. And it kind of looks like they're doing the same thing again this season. Bryce Harper is leading the charge for them. 11 hits in the last five games. Three hits on Saturday. He's at 6,000. So, again, one of the higher-priced guys, but the way he's playing right now, he's definitely worth that price. Kyle Schwarber, 5,600, averaging 16 fantasy points over his last five games. Hasn't done it all with the long ball either, so that's a great sign for him. You can go with Alec Bomer, Bryson Stott to fill out your infield, depending on where you need the position filled. They're around like 42 or 4300 so they're kind of mid-priced guys. And with the pitching matchup here, uh, I think you got to get as many Phillies as you can in there, but it's difficult because they are kind of top-heavy. But there is one option on the lower side in Brandon Marsh, who's on an eight-game hitting streak. He's kind of the cheapest option of the playable Phillies, and he's at 3200 so that's a great price for him. He homered on Saturday, so you want to stack Phillies definitely in this slate, and I, he's going to be a, a very popular play, and for good reason, at that price point. Another one of the games with the opener going is, as I mentioned, Ty Black going for the Rockies, left-handed pitcher taking on the Orioles in Baltimore. Uh, in kind of what's been a tight series, a lot closer than I was expecting, definitely. But I think the Orioles should be able to take advantage of Ty Black in a position where he's not as familiar. So one guy that I'm definitely going to be playing is Ryan Mountcastle, who has a 355 batting average against lefties. 12 of his 18 home runs have come against lefties in like half as many at-bats. Uh, so I think he's going to be a solid play against a left-handed starter there. Anthony Santander uh, is underpriced, in my opinion. Uh, he's we kind of seen that all season. He's got he's at four thousand three hundred. He's got eight hits over his last five games with six runs scored. So 
those are two guys on the Baltimore side that I will be looking to play in what looked like a lopsided matchup going into the series, but has not been. One matchup that is lopsided is Cleveland and Noah Syndergaard against the Blue Jays and Yusei Kikuchi. So with Syndergaard going, despite the fact that he was okay in his last start against the team that caught him in the Dodgers, uh, he was good, but I don't think he's going to replicate that against the Blue Jays in Toronto. We saw Davis Schneider go 3-for-3 with a homer on Saturday. Uh, We'll see if he plays again. If he does get out there again, then he is not a bad option. He is at 4,300. I mean, you you could probably stack as many Toronto bats as you can fit in your lineup there with Syndergaard going. I'm just, I'm not a believer in the Noah Syndergaard redemption story. So I will be fitting some Blue Jays bats in where I can. Brandon Belt has been okay, uh, so you can you can start him probably. He's at three thousand seven hundred. He's actually got fifteen homers on the season, which is not bad. In eight forty nine OPS, which is actually pretty good. So at that price point, he's worth a look. A veteran guy going up against a veteran guy who's probably um, overstayed his welcome, let's say, but. Uh, as far as bats, those are the games I'm mainly going to target for pitchers. I'm going to be looking at Jordan Montgomery. Uh, the the Rangers and the Twins will continue their series. The Rangers finally broke their eight-game losing streak on Saturday. But the Twins have led the league in total strikeouts pretty much all year. Uh, Scherzer looked amazing on Saturday, struck out 10. So Jordan Montgomery is going to be somebody that I am starting most definitely he's at 9,400 so he's not he's one of the more expensive but not the most expensive guys he was excellent his last start against the Diamondbacks gave up only four hits in eight innings on only 92 pitches so he was really efficient there he's been great since he was acquired by Texas a 1.73 ERA. He's only given up five runs in 26 innings. So I will be playing him. I'll probably be pairing him with maybe Zach Little, who's cheap against the Yankees. Uh, there's just not a lot of guys who really threaten you on the Yankee side. So that's that's some somebody that I think is a great play at 6,000. So he is going to get uh, a lot of the work probably. So uh, I I will be playing Little and probably Montgomery. Uh, maybe if you wanted to play Kikuchi, you probably could against the Cleveland side. That has a lot of young guys in it. Uh, another storyline is Justin Verlander in Detroit, somewhere he grew up. So. If you're a buyer in, into that storyline, he's at 11000 though, so that's that's way, way overpriced in my opinion. So that's that's what leads me to somebody like Jordan Montgomery, who is the fourth highest priced pitcher on the board, which might seem like a lot, but just the way he's been playing, I think it's definitely worth it for him. Uh, Paul Blackburn also has been playing really well of late. He's at 8,300. He's got an easy matchup 
in Chicago to take on the White Sox. So he is worth a look as well. With that said, that's going to do it for MLB DFS today. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. And uh, like I said, check out all the fantasy football stuff going on at Sports Ethos. We got fantasy basketball stuff rolling out too. I mean, it's we're running on all cylinders right now. We got the FIBA World Cup going on. So if you're into basketball, we got some coverage there too. So definitely check that out as well as my pick'em, which will drop on Sunday if you play prize picks if you're in a place where it is legal uh, or underdog or Thrive Fantasy. I'll give out picks for all of those too. But thank you guys and good luck out there. Hope you have a profitable Sunday. I will catch you guys next week. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.